0: How are you now? How are you right now? I'm doing terrific. I'm glad I asked myself that question. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and I'm doing terrific right now because I'm visiting my buddy in Montreal. That's right, folks. I'm in the motherland. I'm visiting my friend who happens to have just bought a house in greenfield park on the south shore of montreal but that's not what you're here to hear about you're here to hear about the montreal canadians in their first game of their california road trip against the anaheim ducks what happened why is it so echoey where you are well it's because my buddy bought a house and he doesn't have enough furniture to fill it so of course it sounds a little bit echoey in here maybe if you like share You know, do whatever with this podcast that you possibly can to get it out there. Uh, You can make me rich, and then maybe I could buy him some furniture. But um, let's assume that that's off the table, and uh, let's assume that we really just want to talk about the Montreal Canadiens playing against the Anaheim Ducks, and there's a lot to get to. But before we get to that, of course, we do have to talk about something very important, which is that the last of the major pro sports leagues is often rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests nfl college football ufc nhl are also all in full swing and bet online is your number one source for wagering news odds trends and predictions all the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time Head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And I'm going to start this recap um, by letting everybody know I'm going to try to go as quick as possible because I have a lot of ancillary thoughts uh, that I think go with this game. Um, the Habs, they get an early power play chance. For a helmet infraction, of course, you can't take your helmet off and continue playing the game. I think this is something that everybody knows, but apparently it's something that people need to be reminded of occasionally. And of course, it works for the Montreal Canadiens in this case, but it doesn't go. They don't score on the power play, but what they do is just after it ends... Excellent board work by Jake Evans. And the puck goes to Jesse and He goes in on basically a two-on-one. And he feeds it into the slot for none other than Caden Gooley streaking in as a defenseman. And he puts it in and puts the Montreal Canadiens up 2 to nothing, relatively early in this game. Certainly earlier than they're usually used to being up. And look, they have a legitimate shot at this game all of a sudden, don't they? That's your score at the end of one period. We go into the early second period, though, and the Habs in the box. It's a set play off the draw for the Ducks on the power play. Leo Carlson puts a perfect pass into the slot for Mason McTavish. He's having a wonderful rookie season. He puts it in and makes it 2-1, draws the Ducks back within one. Very shortly after that, however, the Montreal Canadiens set up in the offensive zone at 5-on-5. They go back to work. A, they work it back to Mike Matheson at the point. He snipes snapshot from the point, puts the Montreal Canadiens back on top by a score of 3-1. to one. They restore their two-goal lead, but unfortunately it was not long for this game. Later on in the period, Mason McTavish again this time. Frank Vetrano chases one down in the corner, just does a spinorama in the corner, throws it back out front, McTavish finishes it off. It's three to two, and the Montreal Canadiens, still in the lead, but not mm, in the most tenuous of leads, go into the third period. In the third period, we have, you know, we have chances going both ways early. It's uh, it's anybody's game. If you're watching on TV, you're thinking, eh, whichever goalie folds first is probably the one. Uh, That's going to give this one up. It it seems like a game of which goaltender can make the first mistake, but neither of them are willing to bend. Uh, I would argue, honestly, that the Ducks had the better chances, but um, as I've said many times on this podcast, that does not matter in the sport of hockey. All that matters is what bounce do you get in your favor, and guess who? It's the Ducks who get the first bounce in their favor. Uh, Frank Vetrano gets a chance at the top of the circle area and he snipes it and he makes it 3-3, three three, ties the game up but a few minutes later, turnover in the defensive zone, it's Jake Evans with another masterclass along the boards of defensive hockey, takes it the other way, goes up ice on basically a 2-on-1, feeds it into the slot for Alex Newhook, he gets his second of the game and makes it 4-3 in favor of the Montreal Canadiens the Ducks would pull their goaltender for the extra skater at the end of this game, but it wouldn't matter. The Habs actually almost scored uh, before time ran out to make it 5-3, to three, but your final is 4-3. to three. Your Montreal Canadiens win their first game of a California road trip. This alone should be considered a massive win in any season, let alone a rebuild season. Um, however, if you look at the underlying numbers, you're going to be a little bit disappointed because they were outshot, outchanced, um, outpossessed. This was not the way that you would like to see them beat the Anaheim Ducks, but they did. So again, on one hand, you could be happy because in the last 10 years, the California road trip has been extremely unkind to the Montreal Canadiens, even when they're good. On the other hand, this is not the way that you would like to see them win. So hopefully they can parlay this into two better underlying number games in California, but uh, I guess that's yet to be seen. What we really need to look at is this particular game. How did they manage to win it? And that brings me to my player of the game, which should be no surprise. It's Alex Newhook. Um, He was excellent. In this game, I felt like he was very opportunistic, um, cashing in on every opportunity that came his way. Um, He had the number one stat on the Montreal Canadiens in my eyes, which was a uh, 75.61% goals for expected. Are you kidding me? Their expected goals for as a team was 37.98%. At even strength. Again, all of these numbers at even strength. So Alex Newhook was an offensive force in that game. And uh, it showed. I mean, when he was on the ice, uh, it was tilted in their favor. He was creating chances. Uh, and not only was he creating chances, he was able to finish them as well. So you can't ask for a whole heck of a lot more from a guy like him. He played a uh, arguably his best game as a Montreal Canadian. And I think that's one of the main keys they had to overcoming uh, the onslaught of of shots and shot attempts that the Ducks were throwing their way. It was uh, guys like Newhook. And, I mean, it couldn't come at a better time because there are people in this fan base that are starting to wonder about whether or not Alex Newhook belongs on this team uh, moving forward. It's a reasonable question because he hasn't had the hottest start to this year. He hasn't been the hottest player at any point during this year. And this is a team that, for better or worse, needs to get to a point where they can actually compete with the top teams in the league on a nightly basis, not on a you know, one-off random basis like they have so far. So uh, if trading a player like Alex Newhook was something that would get you to that point, it's definitely something you'd have to consider. And he needs to either make himself indispensable or make himself attractive enough that he could be potentially leveraged in a trade with another team at some point. I don't know. What I do know is that either scenario is going to have a significant impact on the dollar value of his next contract. So I know it benefits him. And I know he's not out there dogging it in these other games. But this was, for my money, his best game in a Montreal Canadiens sweater Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to more of that. Um, I think it's going to be tough for the Habs to trade him for good value. It it would be easy for them to trade him for shitty value, but it would be tough for them to trade him for good value. And I don't think that it's something that they want to do anyways. I think this is a player that they look at as somebody that's part of their future, and they need him to be... Be better, and this was a perfect example of that. So hopefully, sign of things of uh, sign of <laughs> sign of things to come. Um, before I get to any negatives, I do want to give a few more positives, and um, one of the first ones is Jaden Struble. Um, he was very close for me to being your player of the night. Um, he was fantastic. I felt for the Montreal Canadiens. You look at his underlying numbers; they were actually quite good. Sixty-one point nine percent. Of these shot attempts were in the Montreal Canadiens' favor when he was on the ice. And this is a guy who just came up from the Laval Rocket. Um, Look, he's a man in a boy's body. Sorry, other way around, a boy in a man's body. He's, you know, in his early 20s and he is built like somebody who has been bailing hay for the last 30 years of his life. This guy is pro-ready in terms of body, but the question has always been, is he pro-ready in terms of play? And what we saw from him against the Anaheim Ducks is, sure, I mean, there's no guarantee that he can continue that on a regular basis, night in, night out, but there's enough there to at least suggest that you should give him, you know, two, three more games. I don't know, right? I'm not saying keep the guy in the lineup forever. I am saying keep the guy in the lineup for the next three, four games and see if he can keep up the same level of play that he brought against Anaheim. I thought he was great, and I thought he deserved uh, at least a longer look with the club. And the last positive that I have for you in this game was uh, Samuel Montembeau. Uh, I really think this probably could have been a Ducks win without what he did in net. Look, the other two were very important in this game, no doubt. But if you take Samuel Montembeau out of that net, you have to hope that whoever is replacing him can make all of those same saves, which I don't think is something that you can reasonably expect out of anybody on any given night. So I think you need to throw all of the flowers that you possibly can at Samuel Montembeau for that game. And you need to hope that the Habs aren't leaning on their goaltender as much throughout the remainder of their California road trip. I'm hoping that they can do more up front to avoid having to lean on their goaltender like that. It's it's not ideal, but you do have to, at the very least, admit that Samuel Montembeau played a magnificent game in net. He made some wonderful saves. He came across and made a glove save at one point that was like, uh, how do you even do that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I've never been a goaltender, so... um Look, great game from those three players. However, um, we have to get to the negatives now. This is not how I expected a game against the Anaheim Ducks to go. I expected that the Montreal Canadiens could potentially um, hold court when it came to possession. Hold court when it came to shot attempts. Hold court when it came to shots on goal. And they did none of that. Um, This is not a game that I'm willing to celebrate. But it's also not a game that I'm willing to lament. So I'm willing to chalk this one up as maybe jet lag. And I hesitate to even use that term because, of course, as soon as you start saying jet lag for a game across uh, the continent, uh, they're going to start using that as an excuse and they're going to say, wow, we were jet lagged. Well, that's the reason that we played bad. We were jet lagged. And that's the last thing that you want out of this team. I do understand that they are a little bit ravaged by injuries at this point, but I really don't want them to start using travel as an excuse for why they play certain ways. I thought that the Ducks are not a bad team, but not a great team. At least a team that the Habs could have, you know, normally beaten without needing a heroic goaltender performance, so that kind of bummed me out, the fact that they needed good goaltending but at the same time, it's hard to ignore how wonderful it is to see this team actually win the first game of their California road trip That Californ- anybody who's been a fan of this team for a long time knows how tough that road trip is for this organization it doesn't matter who plays for them It could be anybody. You could have Saku Koivu, Andrea Markov, P.K. Subban, uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, Alexei Kovalev. Name them all. Thomas Plakanish, all in their prime. Carey Price, all in their prime. And it would still be a tough road trip for them. And they managed to get a win. So it's hard for me to be upset. Uh, But when I look at the underlying numbers of that game, I'm not satisfied. So I'm going to keep this episode brief. Um, we're going to cut it off at this point I'm going to hope for better and they have two opportunities in California to show me better so let's see it we're running what uh, around 15 and a half minutes, that's it uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. drop me a follow, I would appreciate that very much Thank you. As always for listening. this episode was brought to you by Bet Online Ala prochaine.